0: You are listening to the Chits and Giggles podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Chits and Giggles podcast. Today I am joined with Russell as per usual, but I'm also joined by Alex. Hey guys, how's it going? Hi. Hi. So So today we are really fortunate that we actually have three people who all work in the board games industry and they all work on different stages. We have Alex who works for a publisher I work for a distributor, and Russell works uh, at the end of the... The end detail, of the line. I guess, at a, <laughs> at the end of a the line. A shop is slash where board where game where most cafe. people will encounter the board games. Mm-hmm. And so what we thought was we thought we would talk about the secrets of the board game industry. Now, we might not actually reveal any secrets because we're not sure what we're going to talk about yet. Oh,
1: you've blown it. We should... Blown it. It's,
0: you've blown the secret <laughs> that there is have no secret. everything covered. Yeah, that is the secret. Oh, well. But um, So, we were thinking um, that if we had questions we could ask each other from the, the parts of the the cycle the, that we are unfamiliar with then we can finally get answers to these questions and Hopefully,
1: you know find some stuff out for y- it, that's interesting for you guys at home uh, I have a question, Alex, who do you work for?
2: Um, I work for Big Potato Games, we're a small independent board game company so we do like um party games um adult family all that kind of thing
1: ah what's like so how long have you been working there
2: uh just over a year
1: how how is it to work for like do they like they're, they're quite they're quite new aren't they they're not they've not been around super long
2: um no, I I would still consider us a startup I think. We're in our 5th year now, but we're doing quite well for a startup, especially um teaming up with with bigger companies like Hasbro and stuff, which is quite cool.
0: Can you name some of the games just so people can be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, I anyway, know that game. Yeah,
2: um so one of our biggest games would probably be Linky. Um it's a, a trivia game. Where there was like a TV show made out of it called The Link. Um Obama Llama is another one, Bucket of Doom um most recently we brought out the chameleon which um has won some awards as well um so yeah that's that's
0: oh that's the codenames-esque mm, game yeah though. it's like Sp- codenames
2: Sp- meets spyfall yeah pretty much yeah i really want to play yeah, it's that good fun. <laughs> Do you know what
1: i haven't played it either yet but it's it's really popular um in the cafe it's it's it, like people are always find they they drawn to it which is weird because the whole point of it is it's meant to be like you know indistinguishable from the background. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that the one where the writing like blends into the yeah, background? Yeah, cause yeah, because
2: the whole game aim of the game yeah. is obviously to to blend in. So, you know the packaging is a bit funky. Some people it, it like hurts their eyes, but you know, whatever.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, we don't need people like that in the board game. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, it's> for <laughs> I'm you. joking. joking. Um, <laughs> so I have a
0: a question, sorry, I have a, had a question that actually applies to both of you because it would be different answers Mm -hmm. um one thing which bothers me as a distributor is uh monopolies in the industry in the sense that for instance russell are there some as a as like a retail chain oh you mean like the the, retail store
1: the uh, the the business term not the game because i know that (laughs) yes
2: i thought the same thing (laughs) so
1: are there let's say you want to buy
0: ticket to ride how many companies are there available to you to buy that from?
1: Mm, I see what you mean. Um, there's there's like one or two, if that, I think. So
0: so it's it's fairly restricted, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, and I found the same thing, that there's often quite uh, a lot of exclusivities in licensing within the industry. So a company will uh, have their range of products and they will within a certain region, so it might be Australia where I'm based or in the UK or in the US, they will pick a single distributor, and that distributor will be the only distributor Mm -hmm. to distribute that game. Now, from my perspective as a a distributor, I want as many distributors involved as possible because it keeps the prices down, Mm -hmm. and I think competition is healthy. However, a lot of publishers are quite keen on just picking a single distributor and just sticking with one. And then I was wondering, Alex, from the publishing side, is this something that is this, do you have insight in this? Is this something that you look for or is it from a company by company basis?
2: Um, Yeah, well, I'm not um, entirely involved in that kind of area, but I do know, for example, um, we have, um, we distribute our games in the US and we have one distributor who looks after us over there. Um, And similarly, we actually also distribute our own games in the UK and we're the only ones who distribute our games. Um, I'm not sure what the reasoning is behind it um I've never kind of delved that far into it but um yeah we seem to be one of those publishers who goes one distributor per country type of thing
1: it's I can see why that'd be frustrating because obviously from a even from a shop point of view having only one place to get hold of something is is super frustrating because if there's a demand for a game um, and the only place you can get it is one one place then they they just have total control over the price that's of it right. and they can and really they sort of can... gouge you i guess but you know not that it's a massive issue because they still want to sell the games but it, why wouldn't the creator of a game like a publisher want to get their game out to as many different places as possible like then that's their job that makes their job better because they they can get rid yeah. of loads more copies of these games
0: s- some publishers do um some publishers are you know, you can get the games in all sorts of places. But then some are very restrictive and they will pick within a region a single distributor and only distribute with that. And yeah, to me, from my perspective, because I'm coming in trying to compete, you know, I try to compete with companies with exclusivities and customers will ask me like, oh, can I buy this game? I'm like, no, sorry, you have to buy that for my competitor. And yes, it's expensive, but no one can do anything about that. And to me, that feels weird, but it's kind of the same in the same way when you license films, you might want to watch a film Mm -hmm. on Netflix and this film is on Netflix Mm -hmm. but then this film is on Amazon Prime and you're like, well, hang on. I just want to watch it all on Netflix but because of certain licensing deals, you now have to have subscriptions with four different streaming services just so you can watch all the films you want to watch. And it's kind of like that with board games. Retail stores have to have accounts with multiple different distributors because this distributor has an exclusivity on this game. This one has an exclusivity on this game. But to me, it would make sense if distributors could win their customers by having good customer service fast free delivery or you know cheaper pricing or something like this but i often you're restricted yeah
1: it, it, the netflix comparison is a really good one because um it's clearly each of these distributors um who or you know have the monopoly over certain games they clearly want to become their own name they want to become a name in the industry um as having like good content similar to like netflix and now tv they want to have like you know the the best movies you'll go to them but in the long run it's actually damaging because um as you said now people will have to sign up to different services and i'm talking about you know shops as well we you know we linked Mm. up to a couple of distributors but not no more than that where whereas i'm sure we're missing out on so many games that people want and we can't get um because the the distributors that we go to don't stock certain games or they run out and maybe other distributors have plenty of stock of those but you know from a business perspective we we shouldn't need to have to sign up to all of these different distributors like why can't it be mm-hmm. the case that you can just get most things from most places at uh, all things from all places why not <laughs> for wishing yeah
0: and then i mean that's that's how capitalism works isn't it yeah Uh, competition uh, uh, um Um, anyway but that was that was my question yeah i
2: think i think i as i said i don't know the ins and outs of why we've we do things the way we do things in in that kind of that in those terms um but i do wonder if it is maybe because we we tend to uh, work quite closely with our distributors and we um therefore tend to pick distributors that we kind of i guess see eye to eye with um so i'm yeah Maybe that's part of it. I'm just kind of... Yeah. Trying
1: to... I get get it from your perspective as well, from the company you work for, because, you know, you are distributing your own games. And obviously that would mean that, I guess, that you are getting in a lot of the money from that, which is great. And that makes sense. But, um, you know, I'm sure... Like, Cards Against Humanity, didn't they do something where they only used to sell it themselves? And only recently have they started selling games through distributors? And I wondered...
0: I think... It was because of counterfeiting.
1: Ah. What, well, they particularly? Yeah, there, was
0: a, there was a big counterfeiting uh, market with Cars Against Humanity, and so people were finding ways around it. Um, and so they decided, like, okay, this is, this is ridiculous. They, they, you know, in certain regions where they don't distribute, people are just selling tons and tons and tons of it. So they want to get in on it because people would much rather... I mean, even shops. If you were a, a shop and you were told no you, i'm sorry you can't sell cards against humanity but your customers want it if you were told oh here's a supply of counterfeit games you may be tempted to sell them mm. but if you then have the option here's a legitimate or a counterfeit you're always going to go for the legitimate even if it's more expensive because you know you're selling the genuine article but if the opportunity is counterfeit or nothing and you have customers always asking you every day then i can see why even retailers it's not just like a counterfeit on amazon or counterfeit online there are retailers who were selling counterfeit games. And I think that's one of the reasons Cards Against Humanity decided, okay, we, we have to do this on a more mainstream you know, distribution path
1: because we're losing uh, out, basically.
0: We're, we're losing out. But also if the counterfeit is low quality, well, then people are, gonna, people are out there thinking that this is their product when
1: it's not. Yeah. I just want to point out that the, the shop that I works for has never bought counterfeit games. just want to point it out. <laughs> Covering <laughs> it in my back. <laughs> um, but yeah, that counterfeiting thing is is becoming quite a problem actually. And I wondered to have have um, have you guys experienced that at um, Big Potato?
2: Um, I don't believe so. Not that I can think mm-hmm. of at the top of my head.
1: Are you worried about that? Like a, a potential? If as you're growing, you are growing like quite big actually. Um, like is that something? Like actually, I'm curious. What is the concern? Because you have done really well lately big potato you know they've got loads of good games coming out um and aren't you releasing a game like today technically when this podcast has been released so any uh, internet sleuths out there can figure out when we recorded this but you are releasing a game today right and it's a secret game it is a secret game tell.
2: um although oh. there was a leak about it last week um and yeah it's really exciting we've we've had headaches about it all week because of these leaks but now we're all just really excited that it's just gonna come to the light of day this evening, and we can finally just enjoy the hype about it. So yeah,
1: fantastic!
0: Oh, it's like being involved with the Game of Thrones. It's <laughs> crazy.
1: <man>. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just out of curiosity, like as a company who is obviously clearly growing bigger, um, like what are your sort of concerns? What are your like challenges? Do you, do you find? is there things you're particularly worried about or you're particularly excited about now that you're entering in more markets and you know having a bigger library of games to your name
2: um i think we just have too many ideas and not enough time to to see them all through so um yeah we need to start looking at maybe pitching some of our ideas to other companies to make them um but yeah it's it's kind of gone a bit mental i mean i started a year just over a year ago and i was you know i was the seventh person to work here um including the the three founders and um over a year later there's there's 15 of us i think now uh we've doubled in size Whoa. just in in staff that's alone incredible. so yeah it's insane
1: well um, obviously congratulations because that's really shows up uh, you know how successful you guys are um yeah, and we actually, um, the shop I work for, actually just started uh, selling your games, um, and we're only a small shop, so you know it's not, we don't have the space to stock everything that we'd want, but you know we know that there's uh, obviously a demand for these games uh, that you that you create, and so obviously that's just proof proof that you guys are doing really well. Um, I I wanted to know actually. Um, Ben, because you haven't been sort of like, you know, asked too many questions about, you know, being a distributor <laughs> and stuff. But... Because um, it's, it's such a
0: boring part of the process. we <laughs> <with. laughs> Don't say
1: that. People are listening. You mean very exciting. You mean very exciting. Um, but I did think of something I wanted to ask you. Um, and it's... Have you ever... Have you ever been really surprised? Either because a game you thought that's going to sell well just sort of completely bombed, or the opposite, where you thought... That game, no, I'm not taking that game. And then suddenly, like, nah, we really, really, really dropped the ball and that. We should have got it in.
0: Yeah, that happens all the time. <laughs> um, it's usually the the first example where you think a game's going to be popular, and it's not. Um, a massive example is the Rune Wars miniatures game. Um, I think, I, I mean, just generally because I do distribute Fantasy Flight, a lot of people do, um, and that and that range of products. A lot of people thought this was going to be a fantastic game because it was kind of X-Wing, but with miniatures. But it just... I think it could have been partly the strategy. They released the base game and no uh, expansions. And this is a miniatures game where you want to develop your army. But when the game was released, you couldn't build an army. You could just had to play the base game. And, it, and then they've slowly been releasing the expansions. But the problem is um, nobody's interested in the game now. So... Uh, The expansions are coming out, no one's interested, but they're still having to release this to support the people that originally bought the game. So that was an example of one. But what also happens is, like, a game that surprised me, because Fantasy Flight, the LCGs are going uh, crazy. Some are hit, some are miss. And when Arkham Horror, the LCG, came out, there was a bit of excitement, but no one predicted how insanely huge this game has turned into. Um, But then one thing that has happened is that it's dropped off fairly quickly oh. so the, um, the base game it was insanely popular and the first expansions but you could see like a steady curve each expansion comes out the demand goes down into the point where, now, where Netrunner is where they've completely just like scrapped it and they're starting again with a brand new uh, core set and stuff like this and so what's interesting is to see their approach changing with Legend of the Five Rings the newest LCG they've released they've decided that the first six expansions are all being released in six weeks so that Whoa. this, this fall-off doesn't happen. So that while the hype is still there, they've condensed the release schedule for this game so that instead of having the base game and then a month later an expansion, a month later an expansion, they've just gone, nah. here's the base game. Boom. Here's all the expansions within a month. I month and a half. I
1: worry about that though. Right? As someone who's played the Arkham Horror um card game and someone is interested in this legends of the five rings not super interested but i'll give it a go because it looks interesting um i know that my friend um my friend luke is you know he has bought every expansion for the arkham the, the card game but it's because we don't actually get to sit down and play through it that much um so mm. i think that the the interest a game like Arkham which is a solid game is there and yeah people aren't buying the expansion that's because they haven't got round to playing them I don't know many people yeah. who are sitting there and playing it like every week or every two weeks I think it's just good, that kind of long-term thing so I think the problem that they'll have there is maybe either releasing content too too often um and people are like oh you know like slow down or or if they are they releasing too, too often so that people can't actually catch up with it and then therefore think, oh, you know, what if they're going to release one every month and I'm only playing like once every six weeks, two months, then hell, I'm not going to ever catch up. So maybe they'll mm. just drop out. But then Legends... But it
0: kind of happens. It happens with a lot of games like, for instance, Time Stories. They're still expanding it, but the expansions are becoming less and less popular as time goes on uh, like these things kind of decay as the hype dies away i would
1: love to see um long-term trends for that i want to know if you know if this drop-off continues or whether it might get to the point where you know more and more people are buying them just slowly over a longer period of time so maybe we should like check mm-hmm. in on that in a you know few months for for that and, and also, also legends of the five rings i want to see what happens to that as well
0: there's also a cheeky thing that uh fantasy flight does and i I know from some consumers just gamers buying the games that there's a massive surge at the start when they release a set because with arkham horror if you wanted to play that game seriously Mm -hmm. then you really needed two core sets per player so that you had access to the full range of cards you could add to your deck and legends of the five rings took it one step further where if you want to play this seriously and it's a competitive game as well so mm-hmm. and they want to have a tournament environment you needed three core sets Whoa. in order to have access to all of the cards if you wanted complete freedom to be able to say i can now build uh, any deck i want type thing but
1: was that somewhat um, mitigated? quite expensive i'm just curious is that somewhat mitigated by the fact you can buy these packs which i'm assuming you know they are releasing
0: well the no the packs the packs are different they're
1: different cards
0: that's the thing but um, it would
1: you des- would you definitely need because in the arkham horror the base game obviously you have the the basic cards but technically if you bought yeah. a couple of expansions and released them you're not really going to use those after you know a couple of games you're going you go, you're go- uh, i just perhaps that I mean, I mean that's the thing people want that
0: freedom it's like if you're playing uh star wars destiny or magic the gathering you want the freedom yeah. to have those cards there so you can experiment and deck build because that's i mean that's I think for a lot of people, that's a big part of the fun is the building and the deck construction. It's funny
1: that you picked two uh, collectible card games to show your example of, you know, freedom to build when actually the cards in those games are actually really restricted because, you know, you, you have to luckily, you have to get them through luck. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you mean the base set?
0: No, but, but, but I mean, yes, I do know what you mean. You have to get them through like but usually you end up getting the cards through trading or just buying them outright from a shop. Um, and that's the kind of thing as well. LCGs were supposed to kind of combat that. But if you look at something like X-Wing, which is a secret LCG in disguise, um, there are certain things where if you want to build a really good uh, army or fleet or whatever you call it, you might have a ship which works really well with a card. And the only way to get that card is to buy a different ship that might cost like $80 and you don't want the ship you just want one card but unlike in a trading card game where you can trade with someone or just buy that card which you can actually do with X-Wing just buy single cards but yeah it's kind of so I I think they're the same I think it's just as difficult to get the cards you need but I think I feel like I'm going off track yeah
1: I was just about to say I was like Alex do you have any uh, have you played any of these games
2: (laughs) I actually haven't no so I can't contribute much to Ah. it
1: No, you, you. I tell you, you actually have played, um, played uh, Arkham Horror, the card oh, game. Oh, yeah, of you course have. I have. Played, yeah, remember, yeah. you played with me. <laughs> you actually played with me. I was so. It was such a memorable day. Yeah, uh, I was trying to forget about, about it, clearly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: guess when it comes to manufacturing of games, this
0: is something which is maybe interesting to some people. Um, I find, from my experience, there are three main places that games are physically manufactured. Most games are manufactured in China. A lot of games are now manufactured in Europe. They were manufactured in Germany, but it's moving slightly Uh, East Europe, Czech Republic, Poland and stuff. And now games are being made in the US. But what's quite interesting is that um, a lot of the US companies are trying to do more and more manufacturing in the US, but this has had some bad side effects as kind of people are aware that the newest version of Catan is pretty rubbish component wise because if you've been selling a game for a certain retail price, for a long time and Catan's been around for forever then if you were to suddenly manufacture it in the US which is going to cost more money then if you're going to have the same retail price you're going to have to use
1: you're going to have to compromise on the quality quality
0: components that's right and and the same thing happened with Dominion the first expansion they released that was manufactured in the US the printing of the card backs were different and the the card stock was so different that people could tell they had an expansion expansion, card in their hand just by looking and feeling it um I, so wanna, what's
1: quite, I, yeah. I was going to say, I play devil's advocate for that issue in the sense that I don't think it makes, oh my God, I'm going to cause so much ire with, <laughs> with us with the games, but I don't think it makes that much, it's still a playable game, it's not like the end of the world, but I can see why people would get annoyed at that, but it's not but if it was that a, If it was a
0: hidden, you know, if you were playing uh, a yeah. hidden role game or something, I think, Dominion is not so bad, because I'm very yeah, rarely am I yeah. going like... Pick a card from my hand and remove it from the game. Oh, I'm going to pick that one, which is quite yeah. obviously from the expansion. Yeah, that doesn't really happen. Yeah,
1: there um, are certain games that would have that would have a way worse impact on. this all I'm saying with that. But I but I have heard this complaint often. Yeah.
0: But but what's interesting is that the the Chinese manufactured games are frequently very good quality, and the European ones are also very good quality. For instance, Czech Games Edition. They manufacture all their games in the Czech Republic, and so everyone who's ever played Code Names has played a game made in the Czech Republic, or any unless of their it's games. one of them and they're uh, Fantastic knockoffs. quality, they're, they're brilliant <laughs> quality, and their price point is really good as well. So, um, but what's also interesting is like uh, if I buy games from the US, often these games are manufactured in China, which in the global scale is kind of my next door neighbour but yet still I'm offering often having to ship games from uh the u s even though they're actually manufactured closer to me
1: so you would prefer if it was if the system the distribution system was different and you could actually just grab those games straight from the straight manufacturers from the uh so maybe yeah. that'll be something that changes in the future
0: I, I mean i i I do know that it does happen uh, with some suppliers and some publishers and some distributors it does happen but it's not uh it's not as common as as you might think it would be
1: cuz like obviously the, the you know the board game community the board game industry has grown so rapidly recently that obviously still encountering challenges with Im- increasing the scale of what they do and so maybe these things will hopefully get ironed out
0: i hope so but thinking about it like as a customer if something is being shipped across the world twice there's cost which is being passed on to the customer and also thinking about the environmental cost if you're shipping mm-hmm. something twice um and this kind of stuff happens all the time. So I think it's a, I don't know, it might be a, a small issue in the fact that it's not well known, but I think it's quite a big issue uh, that affects all gamers, whether they realize it or not.
1: Yeah, no, that's very, that's very important. I think it's good to know these things. And this is, you know, hopefully insightful for people who aren't aware, you know, about much of what goes on behind the scenes behind the games they play. Um mm. Have you have you ever um, going back to Alex? So we kind of like you know we just kind of waffle on. It's just what we do. <laughs> but um, do do you have um, in terms of like a publisher? Obviously, you get sent um, you get sent games, right? Like to test. Yes, is that right? That is right. Do you, do you do you how ha- like how does that happen? Like do you reach out to people or do you kind of have an open policy where people are allowed to send you get like what's the process? I'm not obviously tr- trying not to you know get a you know a load of games sent to you through this podcast (laughs) or whatever but but just generally like can you explain a bit about how you get you know new prototypes on the table and whether you guys come up with some yourselves that kind of stuff i'd be interested to hear that
2: um yeah well a lot of the games we we make will be our own creations but we do obviously get um games sent to us all the time um from people who've heard of us or met us at shows or whatever the case may be um and yeah, sometimes sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Um, we do we do a weekly gaming session um, first thing on a Friday, where we um, eat pastries and play games that got sent in to us. Um, yeah. And oh my God! Can I come? It's <laughs> <laughs> the best job in the world. <laughs> it's, it's great. The pastries—that's amazing. <laughs> the pastries is the best thing. <laughs> 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 that's the only reason we come in on a Friday. No, um, it's it's great. I mean, like obviously. Not every game works, um, but it's it's a really good platform because everyone's pretty relaxed. Um, and I mean, especially for the type of ga- games we make, we're kind of a very good platform to trial these kind of games on because we're pretty much the market that we're aiming for. Um, I mean, the guys who work in the office. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much how how we go about it. Um, there is kind of um, a window in in the year where this is this happens more so than than other times of the year because obviously it takes us a while to make a game and then they have to be out by a certain time and we have to do the design work and everything like that but um yeah around this time of year we tend to get a lot and in the summer yeah Hmm.
1: so like if someone I said so I'm curious and you might not be able to answer this because obviously I know each um company has like you know restricted limited information but like do you have a certain goal in terms of how many games you guys want to release or do you kind of take it more as uh well if we got a good game we'll release it if we don't we won't
2: um we usually go for about three games a year just because we are quite a small company and um, three games actually takes up a huge amount of time um just f- for everything that needs to be done with it um but this year we brought out three and then obviously the secret game as well um plus we were working on a couple others as well so um yeah this year has been a bit crazy and that's kind of part of the reason why we're starting to look at pitching some of our game ideas to other companies just because we just don't have the resources to do, to do them all ourselves
1: this is curious as a, as a company who makes games pitching uh, <laughs> games to other companies that's like a new thing i've never heard of that before um like how how do you even broach mm-hmm. that because surely if you had like a really good game surely you'd want to release it yourself um
2: yeah Yes and no um it kind of depends on the game because we're obviously a brand and we've we've built a brand um that kind of and certain game ideas that we have just don't reflect that brand necessarily they might just work better with with another company so um we've actually been doing it for forever because um, we work quite closely with other board game companies um so yeah we've been we've been doing it for a while but it's kind of now that we're starting to um just get more of these games and pitch more of them at once kind of thing so it's, it's kind of been a trickle bit of a trickle effect before um but now it's we just have too many ideas and we just can't do them all ourselves and as I said sometimes you just don't work with the brand that we are um so in that in that kind of sense it makes sense to branch that's
1: out that's cool yeah and I guess that I didn't even consider the fact that you guys can't release every game because you have like you said you know res- you have your style and you have your types of games that you release and i guess you want to stick to that because people will come to know you for those games and you're not exactly going to release really ch- like i'd be very surprised if big potato released you know like um because a know, worker placement game which uh, is like <laughs> super heavy euro I was, new I was gonna May say Rosenberg like, like an big x-wing potato. or a rune wars like i could not imagine like big potato releasing something like that and i would be also very weirded out if someone thought you know what i've got this great new like fantasy miniatures epic you know mage knight style game i'm gonna go to big potato with it (laughs) that just seems so strange um something
0: which i was interested in alex is um when sometimes when people do send you game ideas do they send you a whole bunch of kind of like privacy documents to be like sign this this is all copyright you can't steal my idea are they worried that they'll send you their game and then you'll just release it without them
2: um, I'm not sure if they always do because uh, again, this is not kind of a, a part of the the process that I'm always very involved in. It, it gets sent to um, one of my bosses, but um, I do know that we offer that we we offer an um, NDA to, to people or sorry, yeah, NDA to people who who send us games um, if if they want to to sign one or whatever uh, or if they want us to sign one um so it's it's not an issue if, if people do because we we kind of get where they're coming oh, okay. from especially as as a game creator um, you know who yeah mm. who's new to the business oh, especially yeah
1: but you you you're skeptical about that aren't you ben we had this conversation outside of of, of uh of the podcast you know because we talk outside the podcast occasionally <laughs> um, yes i think well
0: there's one one thing that people i i don't know if people understand in terms of the copyright with games is that uh you can't copyright rules mm-hmm. so for instance and this has been now tested in court with uh bang the card game uh, a chinese company released a game which was exactly the same but they just changed the artwork and the name of the game um bang tried to sue them but they couldn't because you can't copyright a process so you can't copyright rules you can't copyright like a recipe like how to cook chicken you can't copyright that um And so, for instance, because I've seen it before from game designers, they've been very overprotective of their ideas because they don't want people to steal them. Fair enough. But um, there's nothing... If you wanted to, if you wanted to release your own version of Code Names, just call it something else and change the artwork, there's nothing anyone can do to stop it. Oh, my God. We're not condoning this. (laughs) It's just very expensive to design a game. And it's a lot more work than people think it is. But for instance, you can just look at Cards Against Humanity. That was not an original idea. That was apples to apples, mm. the adult mm. version. Yeah. But you've also got crabs adjust humidity. Yeah. And this kind of judge-based game, they're all pretty much the same. But when people think of board games and they think of some of the most popular games you know, Cards Against Humanity is one of them, that itself was a complete rip-off of something else. But... Um, so it, I mean, so yes, it does happen, but the thing is, it it very rarely happens, and I I don't know very many cases where someone has stolen somebody else's idea and gone. This is fantastic because it's such a a big deal to make a game. It's not just like oh yeah, this game's great. Print, print, print. Box, box, box. Ship, ship, ship. That's it's. There's so much more to it than that.
1: Hopefully, as we've learned today. um no i i the only thing i was going to say um about that is obviously when you when you pitch a idea to a games company i think you have to take into the fact that that game might not even be accepted even though you think it's a great game that game might not be you know accepted and it might not be even a good game whatever um and so As someone who is creating a game myself and I know you've created a game You've created a game before and and are constantly coming up with ideas I think it's more about to become a good games designer and and pitch to people You have to accept the fact that you know, you're gonna have to just come up with loads of ideas You have to be an ideas person you have to constantly be coming up with new ways to to make things work new ways that uh, mechanics can interact and stuff and so I Can understand you know, the, the scariness of sending over a unique idea to a company. But if that is all, if you've got everything riding on that, then, you know, just make it yourself. Don't, like if you're that scared <laughs> if you're that scared about somebody stealing but, your idea which is, is not a problem aren't in aren't going to steal it. it exactly they're not going to you're yeah. not going
0: to send a game to a company and they go no thank you and then a year later it, find yeah. out they release the game with a different because they're going to
1: get that bad that's... PR from that anyway like it's going it to get just found out it
0: just doesn't happen like
1: yeah it's so
0: much easier for them if they love your game that much to just be like yes,
1: give you a bit of money
0: that. here's your royalty like mm. that's so much easier to do yeah yeah well speaking of games I have a <laughs> giggle for you so guys. Such a segue. Such <laughs> so a segue. Well done. I have a giggle for you guys. And what's awesome is that this is a brand new giggle.
2: <gasps> oh. Exciting.
0: Um, dun, dun, dun. And so it is a versus game. Um, and in this game, Russell, you yep. are chits because you give me the chits. And Alex, Great. you are giggles because you make me giggle. Oh.
2: Um,
0: so those are your buzzers. So I'm going to, when I read ah. out a question or whatever... If I hear chits, then that's Russell's buzzer, and if I hear giggles, it's your buzzer, Alex. Does that make sense? Yep.
1: Um, you know, you know, we need this game needs a name, and you need to tell us how this game works as well.
0: It's called the board game Thesaurus. Ooh. So what I've done okay. is I've entered titles of board games into a thesaurus, and <laughs> jump, and it's all changed what the words are. Um, so I'm going to read out the, the thesaurus name, and then I want you guys to buzz in using your chits and giggles buzzers. Okay. And tell me what game you think it is. Okay. You can have one guess each. So if you buzz and you get it wrong, then it moves to the other person, and they can have right. a guess for free. Hold I on, I have okay. fourteen of them. Hold on, there, Hold a moment.
2: On. I'll just open my thesaurus real quick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are we ready for the first one? Yeah. I think the first one's a nice how, easy one to begin. With. How
2: many?
1: Just like how many are there? How many do I need 14. to get to win? Fourteen. Oh my what? gosh. Okay, fine. All right.
0: <laughs> okay, guys. The first one, enormous westerly pathway. Giggles,
2: oh, great. chits. I said giggles. I heard giggles. I heard giggles. <laughs> I heard giggles. <laughs> um, great Western Railway. Great Ooh, Western. Uh, I'll give that's it to wrong. You. Great, oh, great Western Trail. Western I'm trail. Oh, oh yes, yeah, sorry.
1: Do you know what? The only reason I didn't get that's because I forgot what my buzzer was. I'm gonna practice it. <laughs> chits, chits, chits. All right, ready. I'm ready. Okay, round two. Wizard
0: horseman. <laughs> what? <laughs>
2: Uh, Wizard Horseman? That was so hard. Wizard Horseman. Oh,
1: God, I don't know. All right. Um, chits, I'm just going to make up um, Magician yep. Jockey.
0: Oh, so close. The answer is Mage Knight.
2: Oh, oh I would have never gotten that. <laughs> that's good. That's good.
0: That's good. Okay, round three. Hemoglobin Animosity.
2: Oh, um,
1: Chits
0: blood rage blood rage it is yeah i knew
2: blood i couldn't get past that one though this is a great game what's the score one all
0: one all one all currently okay this next one i think is quite hard but we never know strength
1: framework gosh um strength framework
2: (gasps) oh 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 giggles power grid
0: Power grid it is. Well Well, done, Alex. That was (laughs) awesome. Well done. Well done. Alex is taking the lead. She does. Okay, the next question. This is quite an easy one. So remember, you want to practice your buzzers? Chits. Giggles. 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 Ready. Okay. Sprint for the universe. Chits. Race for the galaxy. Race for the galaxy it is. Well done. Okay. Next one. Round six. I quite like this one
1: opener blossom oh god uh this is uh i'm not sure
2: oh i feel like it's <laughs> on the tip of my tongue but i just can't think oh we're
1: I, running out of time i know chits starting Any, yep. flower i don't know
0: starting flower yeah
2: no. Giggles. Alex, no game. Have you got a guess um yeah? uh, wider flower i don't know
0: the answer is key flower key flower oh! of course Oh man, I love
1: that uh, game as well. Because when Russell
0: said "starter flower," I was like, "Oh, that would trigger." Is that triggering? Oh, okay, next one. Hodgepodge. <laughs> hodgepodge. I. I, I that's I, one word. I, this, so this board game is a one-word title, and hodgepodge. It's, it's this is a this
1: is a thesaurus entry for this board game's title as a singular word. Hodgepodge. Hodgepodge. I think is I I I'm almost certain I know or have played this game, but I just can't figure out. I just my my brain is just not thinking of words. What's hodgepodge <laughs> mean? What does hodgepodge mean? It means chaos, but there's no game called chaos. M- Mishmash. I don't know. I give up. I can't even come up with an answer for that one. Alex.
2: Um. Codenames. <laughs>
0: No, it is Patchwork. <laughs> patchwork? Ah. Uh, wow. That's good. That is that's good. That's a good one. <laughs> okay, the next one Rock Era. Chits. Ah. Oh. Yep. Stone Age. Yes. Stone Age. Well done. Well yeah. Done. All right, so that puts Russell in the lead now 3 2. Okay, the next on. one Prohibited Cosmos.
2: Whoa. Giggles? Up. Yeah. Forbidden planet?
1: Oh, almost! Oh my God! I don't know. (laughs) You don't know? Forbidden (gasps) stars. Yes, forbidden stars.
0: Yes. Oh,
2: okay.
1: (laughs) Thanks,
0: Alex. Thanks, Alex. (laughs) Gosh, darling. Okay, next one. Next one. This one might be easy, so you want to jump in quick? Permission to travel.
1: Chick chits, ticket to yep. ride, ticket to oh. ride. All right, <laughs> <Nice>. so, <laughs> so bad at we this. We have Russell
0: is on one, on T- what was that? Five. Come on, five. Yeah, yeah. You're on five. Alex is on three, but I've got four left. So Alex, you can win this. Okay. Okay. Anarchy Ooh. in the ancient planet.
2: Oh, oh, um, giggles. Chaos, yes. chaos in the underworld <gasps>
1: oh I'll you give it to give you. Her i'll that. give it to yeah. you chaos Let's in the old
0: that. world because alex you taught me this game so uh or did you know i played it with you I, yeah I mike taught it i can't remember the, the exact I that's what
2: name of it is that right
0: <laughs> that's close i'm giving it to you okay. i'm giving it to you chaos in the old world Older. also
1: known as anarchy in the ancient planet <laughs> <laughs> i think they're i think they're missing a trick some of these names <laughs> sound better as they okay ready for the next one
0: Mm-hmm. universal confrontation chits oh no
1: chaos encounter no chaos no ca- ca- i've got it I've got- no cosmic encounter <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I, that's what i meant yes I, yes cosmic encounter, oh, cosmic man. Chaos encounter i need encounter to be quicker
2: is, okay
0: there's two more the next one
1: royal colonizers chits imperial yep. settlers Yes. Yeah, I kn- and I knew it was because you liked that game. <laughs> I was I, like, he's well, gonna to get games that have words
0: that. that are just really like generic. I couldn't do yeah. like thesaurus for agricola, really, could I? <laughs> okay, this sure. is the last round. This is quite easy. So, but on the buzzers, higher and beneath. Giggles. Oh shit. Giggles.
2: Above and below.
0: Above and below. Well done. Well done. Oh so the god. final score we have alex one two three four and russell one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Aww, oh.
1: smashed it i do like i i think you did really have me on the the ropes there at the beginning i thought oh my god i'm gonna lose yeah it was off close the all the way up and then <laughs> time ages. you had a run
0: with forbidden stars ticket to, to ride yeah mm. there was like two that of them where classic. i was like
2: right behind you on the buzzer but missed my chance
1: that was me. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good game. I love that game. Yeah, I think it's we good. Play that again. So, yeah, it's Alex, quite tense. hopefully, if you're uh you know, if, if you come back on on the podcast in the future, um, you can actually uh, try and win one.
2: <laughs> one day, <laughs> that, I'll dream of the that's... day. <laughs>
0: Next time, oh. I'll just do games uh, from Big Potato. Yes. You, should, you, should have it. <laughs> nice.
1: you mean large. You mean large vegetable. (laughs) Large spud. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Um.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me, guys. Um, And thanks, Alex, for doing your first podcast with us. And I hope we can get you on again really soon. Thank Uh, you for having me. We
1: have
0: have a lot more giggles for you to play. I've even got more new giggles um. on the way. Oh, exciting. Spoiler. Spoiler. I know, right? So if you want to listen to those and play along at home, tune into the next podcast but until then see you later thanks for listening bye bye thank you for listening to the chits and giggles podcast for more reviews and podcasts visit forchitsandgiggles.com